0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Four Quarter Podcast, which is your South African, number one South African uh, cricket podcast. you want to know anything that's happening in South African cricket, this is the podcast you need to be in. Actually, today, Tim and I were sorting out our accreditation for SA20, so we're going to be doing a lot of SA20 stuff, talking about the game, similar to what we do for the One Day Cup. If you missed out on our pro tiers, our discussion around the pro tiers and what happened in the Gabba, uh, please go look at the uh, at the previous episode, which was up. We put it up on Monday um, and, and that talks about everything else and also kind of gives you a, a back end. After like 35 minutes, we talk about the one day cup and we talk about the roads that lead to the final. The lines has gone unbeaten, which is why I'm wearing yellow. Um, all the way into um, and into that final because we might actually host the final at the Emirates and I might have to wear this in public again, which is always awesome because the last time we were at the One Day Cup earlier this year, it was amazing, and then that's when Weeza Hendricks kind of showed us that he's got he's got what he's got. But that's this is our podcast, but today we are doing a review of the uh, 2020. To review of the protest that includes the men's and the women's team um we had our 100th episode this is episode number 101 but i don't come alone i've got tim dale lays with me tim how are you doing
1: i'm doing good i'm doing good uh um, i'm sure people will be aware that we are doing this before uh, before the boxing day test match it's so just technically match. huh just yeah match. i know i i just 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 in case people start nitpicking and saying well you so many runs were scored in the in in the boxing test match so you're you're slightly wrong we are aware of that fact but we are it it is still essentially a 2022 review look minus one test match
0: i haven't i I haven't i don't know if you look at our comments tim on youtube or anywhere else but like i haven't had that type of feedback all our feedback has been good so please Mm. keep on that feedback rate and review um subscribe to our youtube channel subscribe to spotify let us go up the chart so please 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 um support us on that front we might do a little bit of a rejig in terms of what the show is going forward and if you have any suggestions please do let us know remember you can always email me at import at one if you want to advertise on our platform or on our show and you know full quarter podcast it can have a name just like you know the dp world Lines. It could have a name like the SA Twenty is now Betway SA Twenty. We could be the Betway Foot Quarter Podcast. We could also be the iTech Foot Quarter Podcast. Even though we've talked, we so could much be whatever tonight. you want. Literally, exactly, whatever, exactly. whatever. Exactly. And, so myself and, and, and if any of the, if any <laughs> of the SA Twenty teams want to send us kit, we saw the MI, the MI Cape Town kit come out. Tim Tim lives in Cape Town we can go and fetch it for you and then you can send me and you can courier me my the, the Joburg Super Kings if you want me to look pretty in yellow again I do look great in yellow please do to do, do that same thing but it's our 2022 review of the proachers it's going to encompass all things Purchases. So we're going to talk momentum purchases. Women. We're going to talk about the men's side. We're going to talk about SA20 and maybe some of the stuff that's come out of CSA to see whether we are on the right track. But the one thing I wanted to give as a preamble to this was obviously Tim from a holistic perspective. This was the first year, first full year of the new CSA board. I think they came in last year towards the back end of last year, and obviously now this was the first full year and. Largely, everything's been the same. The only thing that we can look towards is the SA20, which has been very great, Tim. It's been amazing um, to see the excitement, the different types of advertising and branding. We bemoaned, Tim, the, the the lack of advertising for a domestic game, but for SA20 we've seen quite a lot of adverts. There's been a lot of hype. The question, obviously, is 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 obviously the the game, the fans, and the stands. And the the, the 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 stories are that some of the games are sold out. The opening game, I think, is sold out, and I think maybe even the final, which will be uh, held up up north here, I think, at the Wonders. So good things are happening in South African cricket. We've gone with the whole um pill effect you know the the, the one pill that's going to solve everything that being the sa20 we just now want to see how that's going to translate into all the other forms of cricket because right now men's cricket team is struggling in test cricket even though they're second in the world test championship and there's so many other things that you can pick into whatever problems but there's some good things that came out of it and this shit was the sa20 even though the auction did not pick my boy timber um at all or even 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 and but I'm, I'm more worried i'm more angry about timber but that's just an important thing and if you've watched this podcast it's an important thing. it's always been an important thing. i just um i'm such a fan of timber but let's start with the momentum proteins right this year we had a world cup we thought this could be the world cup we you know and everything for the momentum proteins was building for the world cup nothing much after the world cup um, but we saw a tour for, of the West Indies earlier in the year. Um, they did then play in the World Cup. Then they played against India as well as um, in India. And then they went to uh, England to play there. Um, it just was a downhill spiral. We started the, the year on a high term, uh doing well against the West Indies at home. Um, going into the World Cup, we started really well, um, even beating um, England in the group stages. Only, obviously, that loss to Australia was massive. But then, obviously, in the in the semi final against the South same England, we came unstuck. And, um, and then we went on to the tour England, and that was a horrible, horrible tour. It was a very long tour. They played um, a Test match. They also played T20s and played ODIs, and they lost every single match. Um, I thought it was time for a change in terms of the coaching staff in terms of, of of Hilton moving on after the World Cup, but that wasn't to happen. What did you make of the momentum this year um, outside of all of that? Because I was just truly disappointed. I thought this could be the time we make it into the final because by God, they had a really strong batting team,
1: batting lineup. Yeah, look, it is easy to focus on the negatives and the fact that we had so much, so much ho- hope for the side um, but mm. I, I, I can't actually. Maybe I'm, I'm stuck in within the moment with the World Cup coming around. Maybe I'm just stuck within that, in that fever, that that we are about to host the Women's World mm. Cup, and that's becoming you know, it's 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 really, it's making headlines. It's in the newspapers. So maybe I'm, I'm sort of, I, I usually for me, on the positive side. Yes, mm. this was bad. Yes, it was disappointing. Yes, the, the tour of England was the tour of England could not have gone any more wrong. Mm. Yes, I agreed with you at the time. I think we were both agreed at the time. We said, we said, as much as as much as a good job Hilton had done, and we are proud of what he did. We at the time felt that we needed a different direction. We needed a new face. Maybe this is sort of like the Gareth Southgate of South African cricket. England England football failed at the World Cup. They've stuck with him despite the failure and now they're thinking they're going to win Euros. I don't think that's true, but that's that's why they're sticking with Gareth. We had Hilton. We failed at the World Cup. Maybe, who knows, maybe, I have more confidence that we will win the World Cup next year. Next month. I have more confidence in that happening than okay, I am in
0: 19,
1: the 19 World Cup. The, in the 19. Um, and, um, so maybe, maybe that is why I'm feeling a little bit more uh, positive about, about, the whole thing. Uh, I like the talent that is coming through, the youngsters that are coming through. Mm. Um, I saw a little bit of the WSL, which was held in Cape Town, despite the bad weather. I saw some good mm. performances there. Um, so maybe I'm just a little bit maybe stuck with the whole World Cup moment. Um, so, got another I, I, one next year,
0: so yeah, we're going to so hype
1: them up again. Yeah, so I'm I'm reasonably confident, and maybe it's because we've had the end nineteen and the moment of purchase on the podcast. Maybe we maybe because I want them back. I want them back mm. next year. You see, that's why, um, and we'll see. We'll see. So. I think all in all, not a good year, but I do think the future is bright. I think that's the right way to go about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Look, I think it's a, it's 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 a. If you look at this year, you you think it's a downward spiral, but if you look at the last ten years back, we're on an upward trajectory. It's just we had a down, a little bit of a dip, and I do think in 2023 they're going to come out of that dip, especially playing at home. That World Cup is in the middle of the year. It will be played in, in Cape Town. It will be played. In Kabeha. So it was a really, really great opportunity for the Memento Project to, to try and get into another final. The last time they were in a T20 um, World Cup, they lost out to Australia in the semi-finals, heartbreaking fashion. So we're hoping for that. And obviously, we've got the under-19 World Cup next year. Watching the new generation who've been mixed into everything else. The SA emerging side have had a lot of under-19 uh, girls playing. They lost quite a few games. They came up against a very strong Zimbabwe women's side who just took them apart um uh, up here on the high felt but to a certain extent i kind of feel this team is a team that deserves an international coach i know that csa doesn't have money but if there was a team that you needed to invest into in in a coach who has a different way of thinking different way of playing it might just be that because if you look at england you look at australia there's still that massive gap india's closing that gap over the back end of this of this past year and the question for me is what are the produce doing they haven't been playing a lot of cricket and that will always be my my worry we don't play enough cricket. They got that massive tour to England. The girls loved it, but they came back exhausted, exhausted, exhausted. And so for me, it's getting them playing regular cricket, regular domestic cricket, regular high-level cricket. And I like the WSL. I need the WSL twice a year. I need the WSL even being played as the domestic season. Open it up to six teams and let's travel around the country as franchises or make this in addition to the SA20 but from a women's cricket game be a little bit more expansive across the two formats just so that we can get our girls exposed to great cricket because that's what's going to make them better and I think, um, and I'm hoping that this is, uh, this is a positive trajectory Home 2023 is better for the momentum purchase. but Tim um, let's look at the men's side um, from a test, test perspective I think, and I'm going to put up the batting numbers, the biggest problem with the test team well the baffling thing for me is even with these batting numbers, we're still number two in the World Test Championship. I do not know how that happened, but we did beat India. Um, in so so, if you go into 2022, we beat India two 0 We lost the game in Centurion, but we won the New Year's Test at, at, at the Wonders, and then we won the next uh, Test match at, at at Newlands. We then went on to New Zealand. We drew with New Zealand one one. Bangladesh came home. We beat them two 0 in the test series that really helped us in the world test championship we went to england we lost there 2-1 that one win at lords was a really important one for the world test championship and then on top of that now we are in australia we've just lost the test match at the gabba at the gabba we're hoping that melbourne is better but this team is sitting essentially one win away from a world test championship both i think australia have confirmed their spot but south africa are the team that needs to confirm theirs but with a batting that looks like this, having only two scored, two centuries, um, and, 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 and having guys with an average, the highest average here as you see, is Bavuma on 41. What did you make of this year?
1: I, I, from a batting, batting perspective, awful. Absolutely awful. As you say, how we are in the reckoning for World Test Championship is, is just a credit to the bowlers. Um, The shiny light for me was at the start of that series. You and I were commentating for Mm. that series um, that India were here for. And the shiny light for me was the Keegan-Peterson innings. In the Newlands Test Match, he makes 72 at the first, 82 at the second. It was a coming of a player. It was a player that said, you know what? I know this attack is good, mm. but I am here and I belong. His injury at the moment is is a huge loss to South Africa, but it was it was fantastic to see. So, mm. I really loved seeing that innings up close and personal and seeing yeah. it there. Um, but the batting in general, there is no sugar coating about it. Batting in general has been really poor. Um, mm. We spoke earlier in, in in the week about this about the. Inability in the technique, um, the lack of mental strictness, the lack of application, it's all there. It's been there all year. It hasn't changed. There's been a few personal changes, as you, as you rightly pointed out. Tennis The Brain is now suddenly Flavor of the Month. I don't know why, but it is. Um, so th- the batting is, is, is a real problem. Unlike the bowling. Yes, and let's talk Mm -hmm. about the bowling because Kahiso Rabada is about to have a year
0: where he's probably going to be the number one test wicket taker in the year, 2022. I think Jack Leach just took two wickets for England uh, in their test match against Pakistan in the final innings. Um, So he's on 46. I don't know if England play another test, but I know South Africa and Australia play another test, and there's a chance that Kahiso, if he gets two more wickets, um, he goes to about forty-seven. Jack Leach is on forty-six. If he gets to forty-seven, he then ends the year as the number one wicket-taker in the uh, uh,
1: um, in the year. Yeah, Th- this was England's last test of the series, so I would imagine that's it for them mm. um, of the series of against Pakistan. Um, look, the bowlers been done everything you could ask for. Every single yeah. one of those bowlers has contributed in a test batch, in a series, in a oh, moment.
0: We saw,
1: we saw the return of your boy, Simon
0: Harmer.
1: We saw the return of Simon Harmer. Simon Harmer came home and he said, you know what, I'm the greatest. He proved it against Bangladesh. Greatest all spinner ever. <laughs> greatest off spinner in the world. Um, <laughs> no, no, but on a serious note, every single one of that, on that list of, those, of the bowlers mm-hmm. delivered. In a, yeah. As I said, in a test match, in a series, in a moment, the fantastic, Janssen, Look at those numbers for Johnson, average of seventeen. Averages, it's it's just incredible for somebody who's so young. When really he played, you know, half a dozen games. Nokia, fantastic. Um, Oliver was decent mm. before his injury. Uh, Looking, Kitty was good. Uh, even somewhere like Vyant, as much as we bemoan the fact that Bem can't make runs at this level, mm. he's delivered with the ball. When he when he was asked to deliver with the ball, those numbers show that he that he did. Um Lazard Williams was a good backup when we when we had to use him. So every single one of those bowlers delivered this year. There's nobody yeah. there that you can say that didn't did didn't do their utmost to gets in Africa one foot on that p- plane to England, shall we say?
0: Look, I think for me, what 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 makes this, what I could subscribe, c- c- conclude this test year was we beat the teams we needed to beat. We gave guys opportunities, i.e. in Bangladesh, to play test cricket, the Rickeltons, the, the, the Zondos, and, and they really took it apart. They took to it, King Peterson as well. Kyle Verena scoring that 100 at New Zealand was a highlight. Saddle's 100 in New Zealand was also a bit of a highlight. His 70, I think, at Lords is much better for me. But we beat the teams we, that, were, that we were better than. We lost to the teams that we were not. And I think what will happen, I think, in the next World Test Championship, England and Australia are going to sit on their own and us in India are going to be in that next group with New Zealand trying to hover around, and I think New Zealand might not even be on our level. The only issue, yeah. obviously, is how do we... And, and those games, the reason why we're there, then actually in that New Zealand tier below with the Pakistans and the Bangladeshis is because our bowlers are the reason why we are as good as we are. And I think we end the year as the third best test team in the world, knowing that we lost to in England, and we most likely will lose to Australia, largely because Australia... Has a better batting lineup than us, even though our bowling is just as good and travels just as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, m-
0: moving on to the ODI side, the ODIs were a little bit m- problematic. Um, on the world, we have a Super League to qualify for the World Cup because we're like soccer. And South Africa find themselves in a bit of a situation. Um, they are sitting in 11th currently, um, and they need to get to um what is it uh 88 points they are on 59 points that means they need to win um uh, two more games to qualify for the ICC World Cup those games are coming up they've got three games against England and they've got two games against New Zealand uh, against Netherlands right so you think that possibly they could get there actually need to win a third and the third is against um against because winning two gets you to 79 you need 88 so you need to win a third against England so one of those England three England ODIs you need to get through however from an ODI perspective this year it's been quite different they won a, a series that didn't matter against Australia against India then they went on to lose to Bangladesh at home for the first time ever they lost the ODI series to Bangladesh at home uh, we covered that it was horrible 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 great for the Bangladeshis Horrible for South Africa. Um, then they went on to England and they um, gave us a mixed bag of results, but largely still disappointing because England are the world leaders. And then um, we haven't played ODI cricket since. We we then postponed the. We have then cancelled the Australia uh, series. But from a protest perspective, it was disappointing. I think it was the worst format in terms of performance in the year. Um, especially the Bangladesh one left the bad test in our mouths but looking from a batting perspective which is the same issue in the test team um, a little bit better um, here yeah, actually this is the wrong one this is Kyle Zonder and everyone else okay so we don't have the the ODI batting one we've got the bowling but we don't have the batting um, but essentially um, from a batting perspective uh, Timber Bavuma's has led really well um, uh, I think is Kyle Varena um, as I'm trying to get it up on my end so we can talk about it list uh, at least him. Um, uh, not, not yeah. Calvin, uh, uh, what is uh, it, uh, Quinton, de Cock had a really, really great year from a batting perspective, uh, for the purchase in, in this format, we also saw a little bit of a resurgence for Yanaman Milan, but he wasn't, um, he didn't do, um, that good. Wait, why am I getting test uh. runs?
1: I've Start got time. the I've got the numbers here. I, I, cool. I it's it's an error on my fault. I, I no sent you the test numbers twice. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got them on here on, on my side. So numbers wise, they did all right. So okay. we had five batsmen averaging over forty: Verena, Claassen, De Kok, Muller, and Fijterdusen. All averaging over forty. Mm. So numbers wise, you look at that, you think, oh crikey, you must have done really well. Performance-wise and results-wise is what led us down, and the big thing was as well was the lack of a direction. So there was muddled thinking a, a lot in this in this in okay. this year. We had we had uh, Pat playing four games. We had uh, Parnell playing one. We had Pretorius playing three. Mm. We had uh, Risa Hendricks playing two. We had Magala mm. playing one, Fortane playing two, so there was there was a lot of muddled thinking, um, you know, a lot of talk uh, this year about Milan. In the ODIs, he did really poorly. Twelve mm. matches, average twenty-four. So he yeah, given,
0: contrast twenty twenty-one, where he was yeah.
1: ODI Player of the Year. Yeah, so he's been given the chance, and uh, he didn't really, really didn't really deliver. Um, he did make a ninety one in in uh in this year, but aside from that, he made nothing so yeah. um as you say twenty twenty one i think he was play of the year and yeah. this year was was a, was, a, was a poor year for him um, yeah it, it, it was Rossi's year nine matches an average of average of seventy nine it was fantastic mm. but it, it wasn't so much as as stats all, always give you a little bit of a, a muddle thinking. It wasn't so much the lack of runs. It was the lack of when the games were there to be won, the individuals didn't stand up. The players yeah. didn't stand up. You know, that was the problem. That I was the
0: problem. Hmm. I found we struggled to put down 300 consistently. And I think in, in ODI cricket, that's where you need to be. I found we struggled against spin bowling, even in our own backyard. I found our tactics from our team composition really weird. Um, sometimes you're dropping Shamsi, sometimes you're not, even though Shamsi's like your guy. Um, the fascination with Keshav Maharaj just baffled me in 2022. Um, if you look at the numbers there, Nghiti's the best bowler in, in the ODI format, and that's, that should be it. But if you look at the, the numbers for Kahiso as well, um, they uh, they weren't necessarily um, that great. I found Kajiso very tired in this format, but he still put down some really, really... Uh, some good numbers here in this format um but for me i look at this and and the reason why our odi side isn't that great is on that side of the ball it's the bowling part of it i think yes the batting is not there and i'm not up to scratch and we got found out but from a bowling perspective i really do think they moved away from the team that played really well in 2020 um the, the, the the bowling attack that played really well in the 2019 World Cup because 2019 World Cup was more of a batting horror show than than anything else um, and, and to a certain extent even in this year the year post COVID, um, you kind of found this you kind of thought, you actually don't know what the plan of this team was and to, to the point where they were fiddling with the spinner role and you don't fiddle with Tibrey Shamsi. he's a wicket taking spinner. you need a wicket-taking spinner in this format. Andrea Peguire is a great middle overs bowler it's one of the best in the world in the middle overs they lost control of that because everyone was dropping and dealer because everyone was focusing that and should be a batter and yes he should but he may he can make he can make, the, he can make the side as a bowler and then and then for me that was the thing and I kind of felt this was the format that Mark Boucher left behind he was like actually this is an afterthought this was a place to experiment
1: and now they find themselves wanting yeah, well look, like, he tried, as I said, he tried Petrus, Parnell, Petlaquirel, and who's the fourth one? Uh and Magala. Mm. In that in that in that sort of role where you're That's gonna bowl eight your eight. Yeah, you're gonna bowl your turnovers, but we also need you to score runs. And he never really gave either of them a long extended run. Mm. So everyone there didn't actually deliver because they were given one, two, three games. As you say, that seven-roll was a disaster because he needed more runs on that seven-roll. He wasn't looking at what they were doing with the ball. And when they mm. weren't performing with the bat, he was going, right, okay, off, off you go. Try somebody else. Yeah. Um, that was a huge problem. That, yeah, as you said, was, that was a huge problem. Yeah, and we
0: saw a bowling as well, which for
1: me tells yeah.
0: you that you're really losing games if you're having Adam Markram bowl. Adam Markham, yeah. Ball,
1: yeah. And the thing. Aidan and Markham was all... playing was playing as a bowler, if, if mm. we're honest. He was yeah, playing he because play he was well. going to bowl seven, eight overs. That was yeah. that, that was the problem. Um, and, and he, yeah. And, and to a certain yeah.
0: extent, going into the 2023 World Cup, we thought in 2019 we'd see a lot of youngsters coming in and a lot of the oldies coming up, but we actually haven't seen quite a lot of youngsters. Um, I think Rickleton played in that one game that was rained out against the Netherlands, but that was like in 2021. It wasn't 2022. Uh, but we haven't seen any youngsters come through, any of those younger players like Aiden Markham in 2019. Now Aiden's question, his state in the team is being questioned. Temba Bavuma was supposed to be out the side already by 2023 because we hate a, we, we don't like anybody who's older than 30 in our cricket team. But he's now captaining the side, and there are questions around his form and his captaincy. Quinton de Kock is the only like shining light, the only guy carrying it. So too, Rusty fonda Um In 2023, do you
1: see the chances being given to give up Bears before the World Cup? I hope so. I, I really hope so. And I hope to see a, a sort of... Um, in that seven role, it's not that we don't have individuals to play that seven role. It's that the individuals that they are obsessed with, particularly in the one-day format, they need to move away from, in my opinion. So, Pretorius and Parnell should not be in- individuals that they should be focusing on going forward for me, they need to look at guys who can do that role, in a similar way, but are four, five, six years younger. Your Dolana Porteiras, your the Musacemis, those are the guys that they need to look at, um, who have a, a big. To Mulder as well,
0: because he's and a, v- a and game
1: and, game. and, a, and a all, all guys who are under thirty. Now, 25 to 28, that sort of role, they've got four or five years ahead of them. uh, As I say, I hope that they move away from that. And I also hope, we discussed this before, the Maharaj situation. Hmm. I don't think Maharaj can play three formats 2023 onwards. There has to be a discussion with him and say, listen, right, pick two. We can't have you all three. We want to move a slightly different Not direction. Two, no, but I, I don't think he deserves to even play
0: two. I don't think he, I honestly think our best spinner in white ball cricket is to Bray Shamsi. The next spinner you pick can't be one who holds up an end because right now, though, the format has moved from we're trying to save runs to actually we're trying to take wickets. So, yes, maybe look for that, but I think Bjorn Fortein needs to be given a chance, uh, uh, George Linda needs to be given a chance because they take more wickets. Yes, the economy rates are like five or six, whatever it is, but you know that when they bowl, they take, you, they take wickets. So I think we need a really a big rethink because I think our selectors really are fascinated by the economy rate rather than actually the strike rate. Because even in that Durban side, Penelope uh, no, Subban is the one you want to take. You don't take cash. Cash is great at restricting guys, even in T20. But the biggest problem with South Africa and cash is that he doesn't take enough wickets. And you I need those wickets at the top. And, and, yeah. and, 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 that's, and that's my thing, which is why this little experiment fascination with cash, he, I get he's a vice captain. I think it needs to end. I, I think he's a great test bowler and he needs to stay there. And I think if he wants to be an ODI bowler, we have to look at the entire package. There are guys who can bat and bowl and take more wickets than him. So, maybe, look at those Mutasami's throwing down runs and taking wickets, George Linda doing the exact same thing, so for me, yeah i, I, I and Bjorn Fotain too, Bjorn Fotain won the lines in that in that in that final last year. Bjorn was the guy to get the lines yeah. out of the line, you know, so yeah so for so I think I think we missed the trick in this ODI side. We don't have enough time. The biggest thing is to qualify for the World Cup. If we don't qualify for the World Cup, you'll be hearing mine and Tim's voice on comms for the ICC next year, talking about South Africa qualifying for the World Cup against some of the uh, I don't want to. There are the associate nations known as the associate nations looking for those final two spots going to the World Cup. So uh, I'm excited for 2023 because it could be a year of first in the ODI side. <laughs> Um, but, Tim, let's move on to that final one. It's the T20. And T20 is all-encompassing, obviously, with the whole cloud of SA20 going around. And we had a World Cup selection after TTA, uh, SA20 draft where everyone looked at the SA20 draft and said, well, the rest of the world doesn't look at your captain as though he's the number one player, but you are still picking him. Lots of mistakes happened at the, in, in that thing because Riza Hendricks uh, batted like a... Demon. He's still the number one run scorer in the side. Oh, I was Riley Rousseau, but Rizzo was there uh, beforehand. We saw the re-emergence of Riley Rousseau in the side. They went into the World Cup looking as though they could win it. Tristan Stubbs was really important to that. David Miller found form at the right time. However, that game against the Netherlands will always be the reason why we are out. And again, from a South African perspective, the batting was the one that let them down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You look at the numbers for the year, you're thinking primed for, for doing well in an ideal position. The side has settled. You've got the X factor in Riley Versailles. But it failed. When it mattered, the party is cracked. There's no doubt. There is no question. Um, as good as, as, good as the, the Dutch were, it was a failure. It was mm. a failure of, 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 of uh, several months of hard work, different combinations, trying different individuals, um, giving all sorts of guys a chance, um, bringing Pretorius as a number three mm. punch-hitter role early in the year. But again, that was fine, because you wanted to see whether it worked. No problem with that, that was fine. But when it came to it, when it actually came to the nitty-gritty of actually winning the side failed
0: Mm. and
1: everybody literally everybody within that strength that we had for this year in the batting which is what where our strength was in this format Mm. fought it so great year terrible ending terrible terrible ending
0: yeah and it's an ending that's going to hurt haunt us for years to come but from a Berlin perspective I think we saw some really really good bowling my biggest warrior is in this format his numbers aren't don't look great and he played the most games but ngiti nokia shamsi coming up with the goods when they were needed yes keshav maharaj is there as well he did really well um in this year but he he was given a lot more opportunities than the rest he played 17 matches compared to shamsi's 12 and yet shamsi still managed to get him uh, with the same number of, of of wickets, and that that just goes to my point that I made earlier. However, from a from a bowling perspective, I don't think I can fault these guys. They were still very good, and I thought Tim, this was the year we would have a star started bowling attack match with a star started batting attack, like the early two thousands, and it just never
1: happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 was one of those years where I actually thought everything would click with everything that's happened this year, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in the, in the back end of, of mm. this episode, I actually thought everything would click. Because I don't think you could have any questions about the team that was selected. I don't mm. think you could have any questions um, with the makeup of the of the squads, apart from Risa. Yes, yes, we we have discussed yes. that one at length. At yes, length. We're, <laughs> we're not going to discuss that yeah. at length right now. Um I just think, I just think mentally, I don't know why, but mentally, it, 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 it faulted. It faulted. Mm. But you're right, you can't fault the bowlers. You cannot fault the bowlers in any time this, in this year. Wayne Parnell was a, a, a smart decision. I won't say anything mm. wrong, but it was a smart decision because I saw the performance that he'd done all around the world in this format. He saw his strength. This is where they didn't need a lot of runs from him in this particular yes. format. They would have liked more runs, but they didn't need it. What they yes. needed to him was the bowls. Sixteen wickets to twenty-two. You can't ask more more than that. Mm. Um, so they did as well as they could, but it's just a, it's just a sad way to end the year in the way that it did. It really is.
0: Yes, and, and obviously next year we've got the SA20. That's coming up, and that's going to change the game for South African cricket, even from a T20 perspective. I think you're going to get to see a lot more strength versus strength, and that will obviously change the shape of this team going forward. Um, that happened throughout the year. We also saw, from a CSA perspective, Graham Smith resigning, Enoch Nguer being uh, appointed as the director of cricket. That changed um, everything because you you weren't expecting that, and then all of a sudden Graham popping up in SA20 as the commissioner, which seemed a little um, a little easy for me and a little opportunistic for me, but hey, you know I'm not gonna touch anybody's bag there. Um, but like I think I think I think obviously we're looking forward to next year term to the SA20. Um, but yeah, looking looking at everything else outside of the team mark voucher leaving. Um, He had a horrible ODI record, an okay ish test to record, and a very good T20 record, but he could not take this team to that semi-final, he could not take this team to the final. He's got two very awkward exits. One last year, the T20 World Cup, where we lost the net run rate, and we look at that Bangladesh game in disdain, um, and then now we look at that Netherlands game going, what went wrong? How would you characterize Mark Boucher's tenure as a Proteus coach?
1: I need to choose my words carefully. <laughs> 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 not uh, not, not a successful one. Mm-hmm. You cannot sit here and say Mark Boucher's tenure was a successful one. You have to point out that there were massive caveats that other individuals had not had to endure. Mm. Uh, cause I think I just, I've always got or issues to deal with, always always. Mm. It doesn't matter who they are, they've always had ill-field issues. Um, We just have to go back to Otis Gibson and that World Cup, there were lots there that happened that definitely hampered the side, shall we say. Um, Here the Covid situation had a massive effect, not just on the protests but on every single international side. Having Mm. to take these massive squads to around the world, then trying to find Give these guys enough time, so they're not just going from hotel to hotel to hotel. That was huge. Um, the SGN here is having to deal with that. Uh, you could argue due, due to his own failings, but the point is, he still had mm-hmm. to, still had that to deal with when he would that rather was have been focused. came into twenty twenty two with as well. Yeah, he still had to deal with that when you want to focus on the on the issues on, on the field, he had that to deal with. Uh, you had the pressure because the team knew that they were in a good place in terms of the Test cricket. They knew they were in a good place the T20s. They knew mm. they had a good chance at the T20s. Not that they were necessarily favourites, but they knew they had a good chance. Um, and the exits from both of them. I I know the previous one is the last ship. the exits mm. from both of them were errors, big, big errors made by him and the, the coaching staff in, in mm. both departments. As much as the players, players uh, faulted and, and, and they're the ones out there performing, both teams were not given the right plans, the right game plans, the right ideas to win the games that they absolutely had to mm. win. That was the problem in, 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 in that. So, it took our test team forward. Yes, we are still <laughs> forward, yeah, but we are still sitting with the top six well, the same that you have that no confidence that can make 300. Mm. You can't sit there and say the top six is going to make 300 tomorrow with any confidence whatsoever. Mm. So, we got the results, but we're still there with the problems. One day's was a mess. This is the mess. It, Mm. at no time did Mark Boucher know his best eleven this year at any stage for the One Day set up. Mm. T20s, he knew the best eleven. He definitely knew the best eleven. He he didn't know how to get the best out of them. When it mattered, he didn't know how to get the best out of them. When it mattered, so not a great, not great.
0: Yeah, look, I, I look, I, I I
1: agree with you on
0: a lot of on a lot of those aspects. I just thought it was a great coach, didn't have, didn't think out the box a lot, um, and just couldn't like we're stuck with the same problems. You can look at that Gabba Test match and say, we're back to 2019, inexperienced batting lineup against a really great bowling attack and a really great team, experienced team, and we're having the same issues that we had, and so. In as much as we've had the highs and lows and we're sitting number two in the Test championship was back in the same thing maybe the one thing you can say is the mental fortitude the ability to beat India at home against an with an India side that was looking really good that for me probably was his highlight and he really enjoyed that win um so for me I, I'd say that in a t20 side there's a blueprint there that should they should the new coach come in use it could possibly lead us to bigger and bigger things and it all started from him so yeah look it it hasn't been great but we hope 2023 is better for the proteas um yeah tim i think looking into 2023 what are you looking forward to obviously we've got that men's world cup in india that we want to get to but there's a lot of things we need to get to uh get through before then And obviously sa20 elevating our t20 anything else that you're looking forward to going into 2023
1: for the proteas I'm looking for a different game plan i i think I just think there's been an element for the last three or four years where mm. everything has been the same. Okay, we've had different coaches, but the the, the game plans essentially have been mm. the same. I want something different i okay. don't i'm not I don't want basketball. Basketball is something different. that's fine they' have their basketball. Mm. I just want something a little bit different, a little bit out of the box. A little bit, a little bit more positive. Mm. Just a little bit more positive. When the chips are down, it doesn't matter what for me. The chips are down. I just want the guys to just think. You know what? If if it's a bad ball, I'm gonna hit it for four. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be here. Bad ball. Hit it for four. Try to get that. That's gonna come through mental strength and yes, a mental coach. Hopefully, a mental coach. Oh. So I've setup. Get a mental coach in 2023, a full-time one. There we go. That's what I want. Cool. that's what we need to use the
0: SA20 money for—a mental coach. So if you're watching here from CSA, well done on 2022. Wasn't the greatest one, but you got through here. Uh, Got through it. Hoping 2023 is great. Under-19 World Cup. Hoping the girls do a really, really great job. Expecting great things. It's happening here in South Africa. So please do go watch that women's world cup uh t20 world cup here in south africa again please do watch out for that before the world cup australia come here india is also going to come next year in the women's team so please do go support them they could be the ray of light in 2023 and then we have the men's world cup 2023 20, uh, world cup we are going into 2023 unknowing of whether we're going to be at that world cup unknowing of what the World Cup qualifiers are going to go through. But the best believe what's going to happen is we're going to get it all here on the full quarter podcast. Thank you very much, Tim, uh, for a year of, of cricket podcasting and joys and laughter and everything else. And we hope that next year is going to be as good um, but even better than what we expect the protest to be. So um thank you to everybody for the support. Um this is probably gonna be our last podcast for the year. We'll probably podcast in the new year to tell you who won the uh, CSA One Day Cup and prelude into the SA twenty. But outside we actually might do review podcast, so we'll see you then. But anyway, there's gonna be nothing before Christmas. So Merry Christmas Tim. Merry Christmas to our listeners and our viewers. Remember, you can catch us on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, on the One World Sports Radio channel. You can also get us on Twitter, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Anchor Podcasts. So I think for myself, Tim, and myself and Tim, goodbye, Merry Christmas, enjoy the cricket on Day. We'll see you probably before the new year if, if something horrible doesn't happen hoping that test matches in two days because the whole point of boxing day test match is to give us these four days of sitting at home and eating leftovers so um but yeah all the best for 2023 to everybody and goodbye good night and Lesale us